You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. It's what I would say on a normal week, but heads up, y'all. We recently joined a podcast network with some of our favorites, including the likes of the Retronauts, Hardcore Gaming 101, and Apocrypals, because we want to work together to expand our reach, continue to provide high-quality content, and maybe get some new collaborations on. Anyways, don't worry. For the time being, the show will be exactly the same, but you'll hear a little bit of cross-promotion and discussion of stuff that hopefully interests you. Come check us and our comrades out at greenlitpodcast.com. Greetings, hello, and welcome to the second season of the episode 12 of the Spirit Hunters. We're keeping it. I'm good. I'm this down. is Megan. This is Joe. <laughs> this is Sarah. Um, last time, Gon risked his life on a, on a prayer and showed off his wild level of anaerobic conditioning, landing him and the non-Killua members of the crew in the final round. This time, the boys take on Genkai, I mean, Netero's succession tournament. You better get ready. All right. So episode 19. Can't win, but can't lose. Or in Japanese, katunai ka makinai. Makinai. Right? Makinai. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No worries. So you cut off. I I, I thought you... (laughs) Yeah, we we thought you had stopped. We're like, uh... (laughs) No, no. It's it's my dramatic pause. (laughs) Damn. Anyway. Uh, it was released in Japan um, on February 12, 2012, and then the manga chapters related to this episode are 33 and 34. Um, the first of this was released in Japan on November 9, 1998. Um, for the 1999 anime, it was episodes 27, um, all filler, and 28. And the first of this episode was released on May 13th, 2000. So, yeah, in this episode, nine applicants remain. They only need one win to pass. The losers will move up the bracket until one applicant fails. So, eight new hunters while one can't pass. Uh, and the first match is Gon versus Hanzo, and the latter gets the first strike. So, yeah, basically, Gon, like, thinks, like, oh, yeah, I'm so incredibly fast, I'm going to overtake him. Because, like, compared to normal dudes, uh, Gon is fast, but he, like, runs through, and then Hanzo, Hanzo just, like, instantly catches up to him. Basically says, oh, you're proud of your legs, huh? Well, that's cool, and then just starts beating the shit out of him. So Hanzo kind of just tells Gon to give up and repeatedly strikes him every time Gon refuses, even threatening to break his arm. So, after, like, a lot of dramatic tension gathering, Hanzo proceeds to break his goddamn arm. Oh my god, that scene was... <laughs> I was getting so... I was basically Ar- Liario at that point. <laughs> I was like, fuck this shit! What are you doing? Stop it! And like, I'll fight you! <laughs> he's my boy! He's my boy! You can't play! Um, but, like, the size differential between Gon and Hanzo was, like pretty pretty staggering yeah I mean, like, a grown uh, man. Gon looks like a child yeah but like isn't Hanzo supposed to be like a late teenager like Lurio <laughs> I mean he's 18 but like you've you've seen like 18 year olds who are like yeah. pure oh, yeah. muscle like LeBron true. James looked like a man when he was 18 that's true that's true can't and, relate like, Hanzo's a fucking ninja and is clearly lifting weights in addition to doing whatever the fuck else he's doing so he has yeah. bubble shoulders he literally has bubble shoulders <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like he has bubble shoulders his delts are crazy <laughs> Um, yeah, so all all of uh, Gon's friends are ready to kill Hanzo for the same reasons that y'all were. Uh, I just lost my notes. Oh, okay, there they are. Uh, so 
Hanzo explains his shinobi past, uh, telling him to admit defeat, but, like, while he's doing, like, a two-finger and then one-finger push-up, you know, Yusuke on the needle style, like, and just <laughs> lecturing him, Gon just fucking kicks him in the head. <laughs> I was actually very happy that that moment happened, because at that point I was very tired of Hanzo. I was like, ah, oh, really, man? You really gotta go to this feel about your background? And it always <laughs> seems like, in most shows... Um, Western or anime, it's like they'll let the the opponent or the antagonist have like their spiel and they don't do anything. So I'm really happy that Gon took advantage and kicked them. I feel like if this was Yu Hakusho, like Yusuke would have let him speak actually because he would have been like, okay, just gonna fucking catch my breath while I wait for this. <laughs> Um, I think we'll actually make a more direct comparison later, but like, yeah, there's like an anal- there's a directly analogous fight in New Hawk show that we can talk about. Yeah. Um, I think but it's yeah, just go- one of those things where it's like, you really want, it's like one of those things that's like, it's so frustrating because logically you would take your, you would take that moment as to your advantage to attack because you're obviously your opponent is distracted. So, but most shows, they wouldn't do that because either they want the exposition to happen as like a meta plot point or they have like more character driven, like there's honor within battle. You don't take cheap shots like that. So go on taking the cheap shot. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I guess I see where you're coming from. And it's also interesting because I now realize that when there are breaks in Gon and Yusuke's uh, combat, there's different mm. reasons generally. Yusuke is usually fucking tired because he's expended himself too much, while Gon is literally never tired. The reason that he's stopping here is because his arm was broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like they, they have like the dramatic periods in their fights be for different reasons. Yusuke, mm-hmm. lack of willpower that he needs to gather up, while Gon is always at 100% willpower-wise, but it's just like, my arm is literally broken, guys. <laughs> help, help. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Hanzo then takes out a sharp blade from his arm bandages and threatens to cut off Gon's legs. Um, because remember, this dude is an actual killer and has tortured people and shit, but, like, it's kind of different because he's being presented with a kid here, which is not a situation he's used to. And I think even if he had run into this in his job, he actually probably would have eventually killed the kid. But the Mm -hmm. combination of both it being a kid and also being against the rules kind of made him do different things here yeah because in the rules here they're not allowed to kill like you have to surrender like or like knock them out there's no tkos yeah it's pretty ridiculous so gon tries to trick him and say says he'll bleed to death if like uh hanzo cuts off his legs and thus disqualifying hanzo but hanzo basically just points out yeah then i guess i'll just apply again next year you idiot like so basically if you're looking at just strategy instead of like if you're looking at like two robots or two computers computing what the best thing to do would be hanzo would mm-hmm. win um cuz just at a logistical level hanzo has this but there's right. more to this fight than that like their philosophy their own personal pride and like how they can look at themselves in the morning kind of comes up into this Hanzo's obviously super pissed about this and yells at him, like, whether it's worth dying, uh, like, whether it's worth dying for this, and then, like, basically fakes Gon out by, like, looking like he's gonna stab him, and Gon just stays there, so he pulls the blade at the last moment, like, and hits Gon in the forehead, but it's clearly to illustrate, like, Gon wouldn't have given a shit, he would have rather died than lose this fight. Yeah. Hardcore. 
incredibly hardcore. <laughs> like, the thing is, like, this only would probably work on someone who has, like, any shred of kindness in their heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, so, I really like Hanzo as a character, actually. I mean, spoiler, you're, you're obviously not seeing that much of him, like, right now, but you find out more about him later. So I actually really like Hanzo, because he's, like, this fucking nerd who just happens to be in, like, who just happens to be a jock by profession. He's, like, <laughs> this fucking socially inept weirdo who yeah. just is also, like, I'm a trained fucking killer. I'll murder you. But then, like, oh, when he's God. interacting with people normally, he's, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, so Gon refuses, uh, you know, Hanzo's, like, threat, basically saying that if he gives up now, he thinks he'll never see his dad, and that's what he's devoted his life to right now. So, you know, Hanzo F... Oh, sorry? I was just going to say, like, a little bit of a spoiler alert, but he's not necessarily wrong. Oh, he's like, absolutely just... correct, actually. Yeah. Like, if you... Th- if So, if people who've seen the show later, mm-hmm. if you know anything about his dad and, like, how he operates, like... If Gon had, like, Gon's right. Like, if he quit, like, he wouldn't see his dad, oh. like, ever. Yeah. His his dad is a guy. Yeah, I want to say so much more, but his dad is a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Hanzo concedes defeat, but Gon is unsatisfied with that and wants to find another way for them to battle it out. So, like... Hanzo clearly states, like, wait, so you want to find another fair fight method where you would still win. You still want to win. Let me just be clear about this. You've already won, but you want to win on your terms, right? And then Gon's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to do. And Hanzo's is like, you fucking idiot, and then just knocks him out unconscious because he had already won. Yeah, at this point, oh it became, like, a funny thing. Like... <laughs> Yeah, like the, the punch was even comedic. Like before, that same punch would have given like dramatic music and like a really hard punch sound. But like this punch was like he he like uppercuts him like across the dang arena, and it's just like a boop boop. Like he kind of bounces on the floor, kind of comically. It, it looks like fucking Love Hina when Naru <laughs> fucking uppercuts Keitaro. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because it's like um, I think. Hugh even mentioned earlier in the fight when Khan was started his uh his battle bargaining uh, with Hanzo that the atmosphere of the entire fight changed from being very super serious to lighthearted. So <laughs> it's yeah. interesting. I'm glad you mentioned Basically, that, Sarah, because mm-hmm. like the fact that you bring up Killua, like there we won't get into it today, but like just kind of notice that change he's having mm-hmm. um, kind of toward Gon and toward like everything in general, like Killua's was um, jealous and a little bit um, self-conscious and confused. And he's not, he's not too sure of himself at this point, I think. Right. Um, and that'll come into play a little bit later. Yeah. Cause it's like, kind yeah, of- very much so. Like, I think mm-hmm. so. You know how Yu Hakusho near the end of the series gets into this whole, like, oh my god, Yusuke is, like, perfect human immortal savior type thing? Yeah. I think Hunter x Hunter kind of, like, starts there and mm-hmm. then problematizes what that means while Yu Hakusho just kind of ends there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, almost I was noticing, like, Hilawa, he almost reacted in a situation like, this is, this is, this is weird, why is everyone starting to laugh and he didn't understand why Gon was trying but the fact that he was trying he still kept on not making any progress at all he's like he's still 
as weak as ever. He's like not getting stronger. I just don't get what's what the hell is happening. So mm-hmm. really, it's like his world's being shaken up, like his point of view. Absolutely, yeah. Part of it is because. Kilo is from the world of assassins where it is purely just the techniques and like strategy rather than Mm -hmm. having to deal with like people's philosophy or life goals. Meanwhile, like this is the world of martial artists. Like they've gone from Zevil Island, which is the world of assassins to here, which is the world of martial artists. And like, this Mm -hmm. is actually a important distinction that's sort of made like later in the series as well, that there are different ways to have life or death challenge. Like I think, Megan, I don't know if this is at the end of the anime or if this is in the manga already, but they clarify that, like, Netero, for instance, is someone who is, like, always searching for the greatest martial arts challenge, but when presented with other things is not a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I think like, they, the idea... I think they... Sorry, Sorry, what was that? No, no, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I think it's very interesting, the idea, like, that this show draws, like, a very strong line between different life-or-death struggles. Yeah, it gets a it gets a lot more diverse um, in how things are viewed versus I'm the best fighter, ambiguous type thing. I don't know yeah. how to like Dragon Ball is very much like fighting is fighting. It's like it's war, it's assassination, it's martial arts dueling. Yeah. Meanwhile, Hunter Hunter is like these are vastly different, and the skill sets are entirely different. Yeah, like I mean, we already saw that like one person's a hunter, same technically at the same level but mm-hmm. like they're a cook like they're a they're a scavenger more like you know what i mean they hunt for specific things versus hunting to be the best like an ambiguous best that no one really cares about mm-hmm. yeah uh so that's kind of it for the 2011 version unless you guys have some more thoughts there before we move on to the manga in 99 no no, uh, I just thought this episode was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good one. It's adorable. Yeah. The, I like. Uh, oh, sorry. I was just saying, like, I love Tonto's face, um, like going from like I'm better than you to like, oh my god, kid, just like give up, <laughs> stop. <laughs> We've been on this for hours. Yeah, he was literally beating him for three hours. We didn't talk about that, but he was beating this... him for three hours. Yeah. Which is absurd. I forget if yeah. it's in 2011 or just in the manga in 99, but, like, there's a bunch of Gon's blood all over the ground. No, <laughs> there sense, are definitely sense. some smear marks on the 2011 <laughs> version. Like, there weren't, like, puddles of blood, but there was a thing, like, smears of red. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three hours liked... of this? <laughs> Three hours. I also really liked um, the fact that um, Gon kind of gets his ass kicked like all the time like literally the whole series but like (laughs) all the time yeah i've seen Um, uh i think i saw an analysis that said that going like so most shonens like the main character has a 95 percent win like rate in hunter hunter gone has like a 50 percent win rate oh yeah and he's also you know like Mm -hmm. 12 (laughs) yeah i was like yeah i was thinking like i don't really know but when I think of retrospect, like, when I was getting pressure, like, why isn't Gong getting hidden? He's, like, 12 years old. He never really fought before this. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's going against an 18-year-old as a ninja assassin from a line of <laughs> shinobi, <Ninja> whatever. <laughs> God. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry. That whole thing no. started to lie. like, I can't deal with your background story right now. In any other situation, I'd be fascinated. But right now, I just don't care. <laughs> Lol. 
So yeah, sounds good. Um, so for the manga, I actually only have one note. After getting kicked, mm-hmm. Hanzo says, I let you get that kick in. Do you oh. think he said that like uh, he's embarrassed or he's like he really did let him get that kick in? Uh, I think he's embarrassed. <laughs> okay. I think, yeah, I, I, he, again, he, I really like that. Yeah, I think he said something in the English dub um, for the 2011. Like, I let you kick me. Just so you know. <laughs> just yeah, so maybe, you know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I just missed it in 2011. Joe, and I guess Sarah, I know, like, maybe sports or um, mm-hmm. music or whatever, but, mm-hmm. like, if someone gets the upper hand over somebody else who they've been, like, being beat by for so long, people say shit like this. Like, in jujitsu, people are always, like, they'll coach you, mm-hmm. like, halfway through to make themselves oh, feel yeah. better. That you I think that's more common in jujitsu than it is in a lot of other sports. That's fair. Just because, like, like one-on-one you, sport. it's one on one, and there are periods of inaction where, like, it's just like you're just like kind of struggling for positions, so you both can talk. Yeah, and it that's gets true. it gets weird where it's just like, yeah, man, that's good. Just just put your arm around my neck. It's like I was already doing that. Just put your arm around my neck. You're just like, okay, fine, fine. Don't <laughs> play it this way. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that phenomenon, but you're absolutely right. That's a thing. It's a thing oh, in jujitsu. That's sure. interesting. Because I did it before, like like young like younger people mm-hmm. and then i realized how obnoxious this was and i was like i'm so sorry because <laughs> so old dudes would do it to me all the time uh, big and old when yeah. when like big mm-hmm. old people would do it i'd be like okay yeah i see where you're coming from because you're kicking my ass like actually so it makes sense you're giving me instructions oh, but no. yeah when people like around my level do i'm like what are you doing yeah no no i'm just talking about like not like purple or brown or bl- even blue belts at that point you know what i mean like yeah. anyone higher been doing this long i'm talking <laughs> about like a dude who came in who's just really really big Oh and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like their third day or some shit. They're just like, mm-hmm. "Wow, you're doing such a good job!" Like, here, try this. So I'm like, "Dude, what are you talking about, man?" Yeah, I was <laughs> thinking about two years. when purple oh. belts with Brazilian accents are giving me instructions. Oh. I'm like, "You know what? You're right. You are right, actually." If someone with a Brazilian accent comes walking up off the street, I'll be like, "Yeah, whatever, man. That sounds right." <laughs> <laughs> sure. Anyway, so yeah. um so for 99, there's actually a lot of differences here because they reorder some of the tournaments. So I'm going to cover a fight that happens later, but like occurs differently here. So in 99, the bracket is the same, but for some reason they're like, we're going to start from the middle of the right section. You know, normal <laughs> tournament shit. Great. So they have Kurapika versus Hisoka as the first fight for no reason. Right, right, right. You know, normal tournament shit. Uh, so in this version, Kurapika's mm-hmm. fight is extended, and he reveals his bokken have actually just been sheathed swords this whole time. Because you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. This is not canonical. This is, never happens in 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 2011 or the manga. Wait, what's a bokken? Bokken are wooden swords. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, ken being sword, bow is wood. Okay. Um. So here, the uh, so Hisoka directs his cards against aerodynamics, aka he's definitely using A power here, and has them break the swords at a certain point. So the fight's pretty crazy. Kurapika goes red eyed and fights more evenly, uh, and Kurapika then cuts Hisoka, and Hisoka gets crazed and has to calm himself down, and decides to end the fight in the way that the fight ends in the other version, which I will leave ambiguous right now because Sarah and our listeners have, or theoretically our listeners, if they're not rewatching the show, have not seen how the fight ends. I'll just Ooh. say the fight ends about the same way, but they add all this extra shit for no reason. Okay. So, 
<laughs> yeah, Gon and Han- so in the Gon and Hanzo fight, it starts out way crazier. Gon and Hanzo are wall running and doing flips <laughs> in air combat. It's fucking lit. This version oh changes God. the con- yeah. This version changes the concussion he gets to a fucking rabbit punch in the back of the neck and deafening and near blinding Gon. So like Hanzo's basically just giving him lectures about how he's throwing off the equilibrium of his body. He's like, "I'm fucking hitting you in your brainstem. You might not want me to do this for 3 hours." <laughs> you know God. what? That's have you ever gotten punched so hard that like you really do lose vision? Uh, no. I've every time I get punched hard enough where like you could lose vision, I generally just tend to get knocked out. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, usually it's like a stray hit or like something that was like an accident, but like your vision does go like. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, no. I usually just go out at that point. That's fair. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a weird fucking note. So they they talk for a bit, and, like, Gon gets his confidence back. Kilua throws him a water bottle to cool himself down with? You know, normal brain damage shit. <laughs> so instead of drinking drink, the water, just, like, he just pour pours over? it on his face. He just pours it on his face, and he's like, no brain damage anymore. <laughs> Never mind. I was like, wow, that's kind of right. Like, <laughs> you will lose your vision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Gon tells Hanzo he won't use his dad's fishing rod. Like, so Hanzo's like, why aren't you using that fishing rod you used to fight Hisoka? And Gon's like, I won't use it because it's my dad's fishing rod, and that's borrowed power. This is in reference to the thing that happened in the previous 99 episode, where he's saying, like, I'm worthless without other people's help. Oh my god. So it's cool that they build up this theme, but it is weird how non-canonical it is. Because in 99, it's the only version where he has his dad's fishing, uh, uh, fishing rod as opposed to using his own. You know, what's kind of interesting is, like, I kind of appreciate about 99 is that they really seem to, like, dig into the characters and think about what their motivations are. That part Um, is really cool. The only problem is when they get things objectively wrong, when they're like, yeah, "Yeah, uh, actually, Mito is the younger sister of Gon's mom. And I'm like, that's not a thing. (laughs) Yeah, when they get the facts wrong. But I feel like they have the the motivations. (laughs) Yeah, no, straight up. Like, I kind of wish someone would make a edited down version of 99 because it does some really cool things. I was going to post something in, like, a Hunter Hunter group to the effect of, like, hey, I know that, like, really the best way to appreciate Hunter Hunter is is the manga. But mm-hmm. if you were to make a Frankenstein version with the best parts of each of these versions, what would you use? And I was going to mention, like, some of the cool shit from 99 that, like, you would have to label non-canonical, but is cool. Yeah. Anyways, so this one ends on a cliffhanger before going before uh, Hanzo gives up. Oh. Like they, I guess they're just like, yeah, we gotta do a cliffhanger. Fuck it. For the dramatic. That's a very nice <laughs> thing. Yeah. So yeah, do you guys have any thoughts about what I've described to you for like manga in '99? That is a that's a lot. <laughs> it's interesting how they decided to switch things around and make it, I guess, more. I mean, they're probably their perspective more exciting. Yeah, or maybe they're yeah, bored. I, <laughs> Just wanted yeah, to maybe. elaborate. I wanted to say something. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say one weird thing is they change who is the first person to become a hunter in the '99 version. So in 2011, mm-hmm. Gon is the first one to become a hunter simply because you know he's the first one to get a win. In this one, person who wins Kurapika Hisoka is the first person, and you're just like, what? Because of the weird reordering, but yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, I I definitely like the 2011 version better. Just it it's a little more humorous and less like action packed. 
Yeah. Like, it kind of breaks the expectations. Like, you think, oh, it's going to be this intense fight. Yeah. Especially since it's the first one, but <laughs> it ends up being more of a lighthearted, com- lighthearted comedy, especially towards the end. I think it's a good mm-hmm. character character building episode. Yeah. Like, In a way that's expression. entertaining enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Welcome to Casual Magic, the show where we explore the fun side of Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Shivam Putt, and each week we delve into everything from casual format to explorations of creatures and card types to interviews with designers of the game. At Casual Magic, we believe that it just isn't magic without the gathering. Come along and play! How does Bloodborne stack up against, say, Oregon Trail? And is Bomberman just Loadrunner from a different point of view? Find out on Hardcore Gaming 101's Top Games, where we objectively, definitively, and scientifically rank the games you nominate for our ever-growing list. HG 101's Top Games, twice a week, every week, right here on Greenlit. Yeah, with uh, that in mind, uh, do you want to move towards the research topic, Megan? Yeah. Um, so this week we did the parallels with the Genkai tournament. Um, I have some uh, notes here. Uh, feel free to chime in at any point, guys. Real quick, just explain um, the Genkai tournament, because I wouldn't be surprised right. if some of our listeners came on when we started Hunter Hunter. That's fair. So Genkai tournament was from the Yu Yu Hakusho. It was to um, Genkai announce that, hey, I'm going to release my power, teach one people my power, um, and everyone's going to... Basically, they did a series of tests similar to what you Hunter x Hunter did. Um, except for in this case, there was only going to be one winner and one successor, and the strongest person um, would inherit Genkai's power. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they did multiple phases. Like, it ends in a tournament the same way as this, but they do, like, running through what is effectively the Millsy Wetlands. Mm -hmm. They do some other weird shit. They go to an arcade, which is kind of different, but, like, a lot of the stuff is generally similar. Yeah. Instead of a trick tower, it's an arcade. (laughs) Literally yeah. playing rock, paper, scissors. and Hey, it's psychic um, rock, paper, scissors. Psychic rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, they refer to themselves <laughs> as psychic plot um, in the Yu Yu show, especially in the early seasons. But but yeah, so some of the parallels, um, obviously Yu Yu show was written and drawn by uh, Tagashi, the same dude who did Hunter x Hunter. So there's a lot of similarities here. Um, so we'll start with like kind of like plot-ish uh, ones. So good evil morality it's not a deterrent or requirement for entering slash winning the tournament so um in both scenarios we see characters that are kind of like on the i don't know the whole like crosshair section like neutral good oh the good, D&D evil morality thing. chart you know what yeah. i'm talking chaotic neutral yeah yeah i don't get it that's originally um, I, oh is that Dungeons and Dragons, really? originally D, or at least that's the person who that's at least the thing that popularized it it may predate it Oh, wow. Okay. But um, I'm not sure where everyone falls on the scale, but there's a lot of chaotic evil and neutral good or whatever uh, in both sets. Um, Like you have Gone and um, Kurapika and Leorio and even Killua to an extent or, um, you know, who are these are main heroes. And we have um, on the Yu Hakusho side, we have Yusuke and Kuwabara. But then we have some, you know, more not necessarily evil but like not necessarily good e- either characters mm-hmm. with like rando or um the you mean guy Sorin? it's so hard with the 
I mean, Shorin, sorry. <laughs> who is the um, mass rando? Who's the mass rando? I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's some, but it doesn't matter. Like Genkai and Netero don't really care and about if you're good or evil to win or to gain this power. They just need the people who are the strongest or the most, uh, Netero says the most qualified. He doesn't necessarily say strength, but yeah, um, that's kind of how it goes. Um, so the, in, in both tournaments, when we look at Gon and Yusuke, they're far outmatched. Um, and must resort to non-orthodox ways to win. Uh, this is especially in Yusuke's last match um, with with Rando, and then Gon's match with Hanzo, where essentially there wasn't a real way to like beat them traditionally. Um, Yusuke Yusuke gets lucky though. Yusuke falls into what a marsh, and something gets stuck in his ear, mm-hmm. and Rando wants to make a spell. And and the mechanic are that if like you don't if your target doesn't hear the spell it reverses back to you in Yu Hakusho. Yeah, <laughs> it was a really in my way it wasn't as well executed as when Gon just basically resiliences the shit out of Hanzo. <laughs> so Yusuke does a resilience heart. the shit too, but it's mm-hmm. like he does like a combination of that because like so. Rando has two phases. I don't know what the first phase is, the mass whatever. Yeah. Um, but in that phase, Yusuke resiliences. In the second phase, it's just like, oh shit, random chance happened to work. <laughs> That's true. They, they're both very stubborn. They like they would not give up. Like the actually the crowd demands for the match to end. Uh, so Botan and Yu uh, Yu, Yu Hakusho and um, literally everybody in <laughs> Hunter X Hunter, <laughs> um, but Genkai slash. Uh, the examiner in this case uh, won't interfere with the battle no matter how long um, and then the winner the winners gain a secret of knowledge and power um, so the hunter exam the hunter and mm-hmm. then with Genkai it was the spirit gun or the um, spirit anything orb. else to add um, spirit orb sorry I think one thing that's interesting is uh, in Yu show the, the I think this might be, that might have been the fight with Rando may have been the last fight Yusuke won by accident as opposed mm-hmm. to something important happening. Um, and I think with Gon, this is like the last time that he wins based on a character type thing rather than like battle prowess or strategy. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any like major fight that. I mean, Gon Yusuke beat Suzaku later. by sort of an accident, but that one's like still the result of his battle tactics. Like, he damaged, like, Suzaku's targeting tentacle in a way that Suzaku didn't notice. Um, But, like, he didn't mean to do it, but it was, like, still the result of him firing off a gun. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of, um... Not luck-based, but... Well, Yu Hakusho, this is the second battle he lucked into with winning. I can't remember the first one, but I know there was another one. The Ear Moss in the... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he her. fought the equivalent of... Oh, yeah, here's another parallel. Fucking Hanzo's parallel is Kazemaru yeah. in Yu Hakusho. And when he fought Kazemaru, he won because Kazemaru had, like, psychically controlled ninja stars full of dynamite. You know, that combination you always hear about. Um, and Yusuke tries to run towards Kazemaru to basically kill them both. But Kazemaru's also able to fucking Hadouken. Like, he can Hamehameha. So Kazumaru was like, okay, I guess I'm just going to murder you that way instead. But then Yusuke disappears suddenly and the ninja stars hit Kazumaru and explode. 
Um, which, and then you're like, oh my God, what did Yusuke do? What amazing tactic. But it turns out he just fell underwater because he fell into like a large puddle because they were fighting <laughs> in, a stomp, uh, in a swamp. Yep, that was it. That was... <laughs> Oh man, he really lucked into like that's the one thing about Yu show and that specific tournament where I was like, oh my god, really? Like, <laughs> is this yeah, the solution? For sure. One um, thing that's interesting is Yusuke definitely um, in in Yu show they justify it by Genkai being like, you know what? Like, luck is just a symptom of like spirit potential. So clearly, your luck is a okay, bro. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we wrote ourselves in a. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's like a. It might just be like a cultural thing, but it is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eh. But there are also participant parallels. Um, mm-hmm. So, as you mentioned, Kazumaru is a ninja. So they look literally pretty much similar, except for Kazumaru has a. Has uh, a is it Kazumaru? Swastika, or is it not a reverse? It's just a swastika. Well, I mean, it's right? the original swastika, like the non the non Nazi one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Buddhist one. Yeah, the Buddhist swastika, which I, I had to learn basically the hard way that that wasn't necessarily like a an only Nazi symbol. But uh, Okay, saying you learned the hard way sounds like something real oh. weird happened. Like you were just painting swastikas on something. Oh, and no. Then... More just like I didn't know. I was just like, I feel like I was too old to not know that. But Okay, cool. Not, I'm not glad like you clarified that because otherwise it sounds yeah. like you were just putting swastikas on stuff. No, 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 no. I went to Jewish summer camp, man. Uh, <laughs> again, true. I didn't know um, that, but like, let's I talk later. To, yeah, JCC. Anyway, um, I didn't go to Jewish summer camp for the record. And you are you are ethnically Jewish, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so there's some participant parallels. So uh, we talked about the ninja. There is an intruder, which I won't get into because I think that spoils too much. But mm-hmm. just know that that's a thing. Um, if Joe, does that make sense to what I, I'm no, saying? No, I, I know what you're saying. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's an intruder. I guess, I guess, yeah, the parallel's there. Yeah. Um, the main protagonist is in green. <laughs> I guess. Um, the dumb but ultimately lovable oak, which I was, huh? Oh, I mean, <laughs> we both have similar colors. It yeah, didn't make that now. Yeah, actually, the whole main cast has pretty similar like vibes mm-hmm. altogether. Yeah, there's um, slightly remixed stuff that we've talked about before, mm-hmm. but like they're mostly the same archetypes. Yeah, um, the dumb but ultimately lovable Oaf, um, which is Leorio and Kuwabara. The older person in charge, which would be Netero and Genkai. And then um, a contract killer, which, I mean, they're not really that similar. I just thought it was funny, though, assassin, <laughs> which is uh, um, Killua. And um, the guy with the glasses—I don't remember his name—in Yu Yu Hakusho. But there's oh, some, like, yeah, yeah, I remember who you're talking about the dude who, uh, the dude who Kazemaru blows away with his Kamehameha. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. God, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't remember that dude's name. Yeah, is it? I think it might be Kuroto. I, I forget, but yeah. Regardless, and there's also. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, looking back, it's really weird that Kazemaru, when he describes his, so he is a ninja, but he describes his profession as bodyguard. Yet he's absolutely ready to fucking murder Yusuke, <laughs> as opposed to Kazemaru, who, as opposed to Hanzo, who is an assassin but doesn't kill Gon. Yeah, yeah. Well, then again, there's there weren't any rules in um, um, Genkai's tournament about killing. She's like, go for it, kill all you want, just like win. Yeah. Um, whereas here, yeah. you're literally like specifically like you cannot murder people. Like it's not in the nope. You're not allowed to do it. 
um, the last one I forgot to write down was, um, and you mentioned it earlier, Joe, was uh, Chin Po. It was like a, a stereotypically Chinese man, I want to say, with like a little <laughs> yeah. Chu. I, I think um, he might be a kind of fairy tale and... type character. The reason mm-hmm. I say that is because I remember seeing the name. Oh, no, 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 no. I remember what it is. Because then I later found out that Chinpo was a word for penis. So it was Penis the Wanderer. <laughs> yeah. Because that's all he says about himself. He's like, I'm Chinpo the Wanderer. And then, like, that's all That's all we get. Because the rest of them, we got, like, a profession. Yeah, he has a vague um, Chinese accent in the dub, too. But it's not that strong. So you're like, was that racist? That? Mm, I can't tell. Um, and then uh, I'm going to compare him and you compare him to Boro, which is basically, uh, we, again, we can't really get into it, but they, they share There's some parallels. In- <laughs> There's some parallels, uh, but we just don't know that much about them. Uh, and uh, vaguely Chinese masters, I guess, if you want to do it that yeah, way. Yeah, vaguely Chinese masters, but like two different archetypes. Like Chin Po is yeah. definitely like the like older school style like with what he's wearing and then mm-hmm. Botaro is like straight up looks like Master Asia. Yeah. Similar mustaches, I think. I can't really remember Chinpil's mustache, but um Let's just start yeah. calling him Dick or Richard. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Richard uh, the Wanderer's mustache. Rich, Richard the Wanderer. Dick Dick the Wanderer. Needle Dick <laughs> the Wanderer. Needle, Needle Dick the Dick. Wanderer. <laughs> the wandering. <laughs> <laughs> Needle Dick the Wanderer is my new band. <laughs> okay, great. Um, but do you guys notice any other parallels with the Genkai tournament? Um, specifically Genkai? Like, I know there's a lot more parallels between the characters and things outside of the Genkai tournament, but specifically. Uh, less parallels, and, like, I honestly wonder what Kazimaru would have been, what Kazimaru would have done given a fight with a 12 year old. Like, because I wonder if that mm. two-year age difference is really the key. Because I feel like Kazumaru, if presented with, like, Gon, would have gone out of his way to knock Gon out instead of kill him. Yeah, and also visually, the difference, but not just the age of visually, Yusuke was far more muscular and taller than Gon Conan yeah. is so if you he got and Yusuke presented himself throughout the entire um Genkai tournament as like a strong and capable fighter who could present win win actual battles so he I feel like that with Gon even though he has he's been very clever and he's been able to progress out the exam he's still visibly a very like weak kid like, he has, like, great endurance and great instincts, but obviously he can't, um, he can't, he can't really hold himself in a physical fight. Not in the same way that Yusuke could. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think along those lines, another thing that's different is, uh, in Yu Hakusho, there was the character of, uh, God, what, what was the guy who had the helmet that allowed him to have better spirit sense? Oh, oh that yeah, guy. yeah, he was like a he was a martial arts master of some sort. Yeah, is he? I forget his name, but he he is not reflected in Hunter Hunter, mm-hmm. and I think that has to do with like they haven't introduced a power system yet, so it'd be weird to have the character who like uses tools. Yeah, tools tools other than like weapons, like tools to enhance a power set. You mean? Yeah, basically because they yeah. haven't they haven't even shown the powers yet. Yeah. And then, like, they couldn't... So, like, Gon is smart, and he does smart things, but they haven't had him have, like, a Joseph Joestar moment yet of being like, I tricked you, you know, the way Yusuke did with the cigarette. 
I'm genuinely a little... What do you mean? Uh, do you remember the cigarette thing that he did with the mask guy where he basically put the oh, cigarette on yeah, the guy's yeah. belt in order to be like, no, I knew where you fucking were. Yeah, that, that. Yeah, okay. they don't have an analogous fight to that yet because Gon does stuff like that, but it happens later in the series. Yeah, where he really outwits his opponent. Yeah, and like sometimes does it with like probabilistic calculations, which is really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, pretty much that for that. But we're going to continue analyzing the tournament, but now kind of on its own terms. So, uh, yeah. Megan, take it away. Okay. Um, so, I uh, broke down... Um, so, I'll rank them again. I know I kind of mentioned it, but, like, essentially, from if we're reading this from left to right on who is who the rankings were, because that's kind of how Killua took it, um, I'll re- repeat them. So, Hanzo is number one. Gon's number two. Pokal's number three. Kilowa's four, Gitarocker five, Botaro six, Kurapika seven, Hisoka eight, and Leorio nine. Um and then I kinda wrote down who was like who was keeping mm-hmm. an eye on who and then who was didn't want to fight who. Um so I'll try to do this pr- I don't actually have to go through every single person. Um but tallied votes after happened uh hisoka has four votes for keeping an eye gone has three kilo has these two are the people who, has one. like this is people who are then, keeping their eye on him yeah so like four people said they want to keep their eye on hisoka it's not gonna add up to nine because some people mentioned more person yeah um but yeah so four people said they're keeping an eye on hisoka three people said gone to Kilowa, one kurapika and then not fight votes three people said gone three people said hisoka Two people said Killua, one person said Pokal, and then one person said Leorio, uh, which ended up being gone because he just named his buddies. Um, I couldn't... So, like, when I was looking through this, I couldn't get concrete, essentially, evidence that, like, what they said really directly impacted where they were in the rankings. Um, I mean, like, Gon is separated from everyone he wanted mm-hmm. to be separated from but not by that much like he's next to Killua. yeah let me so i guess like if i were to analyze this another metric i would use is how many chances they're given to win mm-hmm. and then order them based on that and hanzo and gon are definitely rank number one then they're tied for one because they mm-hmm. both have one two three four five they have five chances to win mm-hmm. pokal has four Kilo has three, Kita Rocker has two. So if you go to the other side of the bracket, right. uh, one, two, three, four. So uh, Hisoka and Kurapika have four, meaning they're tied with Pokal. Okay. And then uh, Botaro is tied with Kilua, and then Leorio is tied with Kita Rocker, which knowing anything <laughs> later is like, what? Yep. Well, I mean, like, um, in my head, I was like, oh, well, Leorio's at the bottom. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so Leorio and Gita Rocker are both at the bottom. And, like, I wonder, so I think this might have to do with, like, perceptions of power. So we can look at it as, like, absolute power versus the ability to grow. Because if you look at it as ability to grow, then it makes sense that Hanzo and Gon would be up near the top. Because, like, Gon clearly has a bunch of untapped potential. And, uh, like, 
Hanzo has like a bunch of crazy skills and he hasn't even been introduced to the power set yet. Like he has all these ninja techniques, but doesn't mm-hmm. have the power set yet. Right. Um, man, they got Pokal super wrong is all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a thing. Like not even, I mean, I guess if you just look at like what has happened in the tournament, right. Which I, which I was trying to suss it out. I was like, well, Pokal did early on get his target hide and like chill for like the rest of the tournament. Actually, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, so based like, on the evidence, yeah, he is, he is like sitting pretty and that makes a lot of sense yeah he was pretty fast i was like okay i can justify it that way and then now that you rearrange it to where it's more like pokal hisoka and kurapika are all on the same level i guess mm-hmm. that makes a little more sense but that means Killua is still pretty far back right i think that netero may have been able to sense something about Kilua psychologically that it's kind of like a hey if this kid can get mm. over this he will become like a greatest of all time but if he can't he's never going to be anything that is true because mm-hmm. he's strong and he's very capable but that psychological aspect that Sarah mentioned earlier is really starting to show itself yeah like yeah. the tendency to run rather than fight yeah and it's not just like he's afraid it's that he's calculating but like he needs to have the balls to like get past that at a certain point that's true. Right. And, like, Hisoka um, could be ranked higher, but he just doesn't have the drive, it seems like. And I know Netero is that. To, like, yeah, I think Hisoka is very much, like, an amazing fighter. And, like, if you were to power rank everyone here, he is objectively the strongest person here by mm-hmm. far. Yeah. Like, close seconds being, like... Gita yeah, like, not close seconds, but, like, seconds being Gita Rocker and Hanzo. Mm-hmm. And yeah. no one else is even close. Yeah, not at this point in the series. Yeah, other people eventually catch up or do crazy shit, but, like, at this point, that's how things are. Bodoro's placement's interesting because you don't actually see him do much, so maybe off-screen he did some cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Leorio being at the... Yeah, Leorio being at the bottom of the pile fucking makes sense. Yeah, because, like, there's literally no way he would have passed if he didn't make friends. Exactly. And whereas other people, it might have been a little bit more deep, but no, absolutely not. Like... <laughs> Um, yeah. Sarah, what do you think about the rankings? Do you think they like kind of match up? Kind of based on like performance. Um, I think so. I mean, I'm still was a little bit confused. I think this whole ranking system went a little bit over my head, but I think that the way you guys explained it made sense to me. Um, yeah, I kind of wish they had ordered them based on chances to win rather than like linear bracket. Like right. I understand why visually they had to do linear bracket, but I kind of wish they had also explained it another way. Right, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting being... though that like, mm-hmm. oh sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I think it's interesting that there's effectively two brackets, one on the left side, one on the right side, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out what led to that division. Right. Because I think it's interesting that they kept Hisoka away from the people that he both wants to fight and the people he doesn't want to fight. Like maybe there was some realization from the chairman that, like, oh, don't put Hisoka next to anyone who he might actually murder, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Hisoka wanted to keep an eye on Killua and fight Gon, and they're pretty, pretty far away from him. <laughs> like, Yeah. Meanwhile, I think he could probably tell that the bonds between... Like, that a fight between Leorio and, like, Kurapika... Kurapika would very obviously win, but it's kind of like, why are they here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, no one gave a shit about Botaro. No one wants to fight Botaro, and no one wants to avoid Botaro. Yeah, they just kind of threw Botaro somewhere. Like, no one notices. Fortune Yeah, yeah, but um, there is an aspect to this bracket of people who are very close to each other that me and Megan will not explain until a future episode. But they're probably put together Ooh. for a reason. 
Yeah, more plot reason than actual, like... Yeah, I I wonder, because with how close Netero is with people who would know what's going on, I wonder Mm -hmm. if he knows. Yeah, but, like, knowing Netero, I don't think he... I mean, maybe he does to, like, push things a little farther, but... He probably does, though, you know, to be honest. I'm gonna say Netero is intimately familiar with someone who would know and has been intimately familiar with that group of people for a very long time. Yeah, that's true. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> for like like for literally more than like 50 years. Yup. Um if this is confusing to you, it will be and continue to be confusing <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> like quite a while. Yeah. Um it'll be less confusing after next episode, but I mean, still confusing. Hell yeah. But yeah, um, I I guess, like, what do you guys think about this section of episodes and the the brewing tournament? Sarah, I'd be most interested in hearing your thoughts, because, um, like, you're the most newcomer to it. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, just seeing, it, I definitely turn my expectations, because it's like, you think, like, oh, it's going to be a serious fight, and it wasn't really that serious, but it had a lot of character moments that I really appreciated. Um, so that's, like, probably the main takeaway that I got from this. Uh, so I'm excited to see what the rest of the fights will, if they'll kind of have, like, the same sort of, like, twist, like, plot twist or tone twist that Gons and Hanzo's had, or they'll be more straightforward. Um, so, I really oh, liked it. we'll see. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really, I feel this episode sets up some expectations for, like, a, oh, yeah, Dark Tournament 4, baby. Mm-hmm. But, like, goes very weird places with it. It does, but I kind of... I appreciate where it goes. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. <laughs> I, d- I do like how they how they route. Because sometimes I think tournament arcs can take too long. I right. might be, like, scarred from the Dark Tournament. Even though I like the Dark Tournament, that was a long arc. <laughs> like, that was yeah, long. straight up. Every, like, every Yu Hakusho group where people take polls about, like, do you like the Chapter Black or the Dark Tournament more... Every time any every, every time chapter uh, every time the dark tournament wins, I just want to be like, no, you should rewatch both of them right now and then tell me. T- keep telling me nothing of bridge version, <laughs> like the full on version. Sit through all seventy seven episodes or whatever oh the number gosh. is. It's very high. It's not seventy seven, yeah. but it's like yeah, all the stuff with Yusuke and Toguro is great, but man, there's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, a, uh, it's yeah. interesting. I like how so far this um, arc has been pretty concise in terms of episodes because mm-hmm. i was just thinking and i was listening um to a lot of, like videos um just the only thing i can think of because i've kind of been getting into one piece recently again and just like the amount and length of these mega arc episodes can create a lot of like burnout um mm-hmm. so i kind of like the fact that for right now there hasn't been like this majorly stretched out amount of episodes even if everything's canon it's just like if there's a lot you get burnt out even if you're even if you're interested in the story so i like so far that hunter hunter hasn't had that issue even you remember just like a couple episodes where you might Uh have that issue and i had that issue i mean the exact kind of burnout you're talking about where i invested in the story but like i was like "Mm." (laughs) <laughs> when is this over? <laughs> this literally took you ten years to write. Shit! Wow. I feel like every anime goes through that. Any long-running anime goes through that uh, saga. And as soon as it turns in from an arc to a saga, I'm just like, all right, let's let's see where this where this will go. Oh yeah, the, the saga I... me and Megan are talking about mm-hmm. is like 
I think most people agree it is the best saga, but it's like it is fully understandable if you burn out. Yeah, like mid to third way through, like it's it's long. Uh, can we name it? I think it wouldn't would it ruin anything. It won't if we ruin it. Yeah, arc. the Chimera yeah. Ant arc. Yeah. So just in case you guys were confused, but you've seen the show before, um, it let is us not know. Green Island. Yeah, it's not Green <laughs> Island. I actually very much enjoy Green Island, but uh, Chimera Ant arc. One of it is the longest arc that we see in the anime by far and um by far and i think i think the reason it feels even longer is because arcs like this is what 19 episodes and we we really feel like we're getting a pace going um it's kind of the opposite where like all of a sudden we go from like kind of shorter like concise arcs to um like a saga so i got a funny story so greed island is a very fast arc in both anime when you read it as manga, it's actually very long because it's incredibly dense because they like write a ton about the card game that they just do not do in the show. Oh, I guess you can. So that's going to be weird when like, we get it's there. It's a card. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, no, when, when we get there, I'll just be like, let me tell you about how they spend an entire page talking about the mechanics of this card. And <laughs> it's going to be fun. God. I mean, I do like Greed Island, but we'll see. We'll, we'll get there eventually, y'all. We'll get there soon. <laughs> so soon in the biggest quotes. Maybe yeah. once quarantine's done. Anyways. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much, guys, for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Uh, please hit us up with questions, requests, or just a chat at our Facebook at Spirit Hunter Pod or our Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod or buy us some. Don't actually buy us some Kofi. Uh, I mean, do if you want to, but like, there's a lot of other things right now that you could donate towards because like people are struggling. Maybe you are yourself. Uh, you know, everyone take care of yourself and your own. But uh, if you guys wouldn't mind, uh, please give us just a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. It'd be greatly appreciated. Help us get discovered, and you know, more people would find out about the show. And then maybe you'd have some more people you could talk about, complain about to, uh, complain about to about us. You know, just like, just like, mm. <laughs> Joe has this terrible voice for Young Gone, and uh, I think you guys are gonna hate it. But yeah, <laughs> just stuff like that. You know, uh, and. Also, heads up, today's intro music was made by Soul slash Harmoyu. Check them out at youtube.com slash user slash Harmoyu. And uh, anyways, see you guys all on the other side. Bye. See Sadaw